Beyond with Mike Kelton season three is brought to you by Happy Buddha Hemp. Happy Buddha Hemp has my all-time favorite CBD gummies that I literally cannot live without. All the details on my fave nightly treats and sick discounts are coming your way, Carol. But for now, let's get this episode started, shall we? Forever. The idea that you believe that the dresser is haunted and has energy and has, is, has a spirit surrounding it is not real. Okay, to you. To, I guess to me, to but you. also like... We all have you, a human experience. You think that everything is... You think it, so we put a, a, a mirror next to it and you forgot that the mirror was there. And one night it spooked you because you saw your own reflection. And that just added fuel to the fire that this was a haunted dresser. When actually you just forgot that there was a mirror next to it. No, you're, uh, now you're painting me to be like a dog. I seem like a dog. What do you mean like a dog? I, I seem like a dumb dog. He was a flapper in a past life. Beyond. He's a comedian in this life. Beyond. He's got a podcast about it. Everything he loves. Magic, Magic. psychics, Psychic. mediums, astrology. I'm Mike Kelton, and you're listening to Hello, my cult followers. It's me, Bhagwan Kelton. Just kidding. It's actually Bhagwan Mike. And welcome to another episode of Beyond. This week's episode is a really fun one and a nice peek into my relationship with my boyfriend, Andrew. And if you follow my Insta story, you know that Andrew is a monster. Or he's a logical and supportive partner. And maybe I'm a fucking monster. Something you all can decide by the end of this ep. And what is this episode about? Good question, Carol. This episode is all about spatial cleansing. More specifically, Andrew and I explore the idea of intuitive interior design, which is when a psychic uses their psychic abilities to help you design your space. But before we get to that, let me set the scene for where Andrew and I were at during the time of this recording. So Andrew and I had just moved into our new apartment in Carroll Gardens, a weirdly large garden level apartment with strange and old fixtures, a puckering oak wood floor, but tons of space and a backyard. Can you be? Anyway, Andrew and I just really don't see eye to eye on decorating. And Andrew famously called my old studio apartment zany after a couple weeks of dating. It was rude, but who cares? He's handsome and has a job. And if I learned anything from my experience at Cure Thrift Shop, it's that objects and spaces have their own energies to them. And since Andrew and I have very different styles, mine being zany, we wanted to make sure that we were collectively putting the best energy into our space by keeping these things in mind as we decorate it. And it's good to know that I literally chatted with Asa about this during a session of ours before Andrew and I even moved into our space. And Asa picked up on our differences and had suggested that I let Andrew have the living room to decorate while I could have the backyard, which was going well until something came into the space that created a problem, an object that totally threw off the energy in the space. And it was a dresser. An antique wooden dresser with bad end. But 
Before I get too carried away with this bad end stressor, let me allow Andrew to describe the situation. Here's me chatting with Andrew in our apartment. My question to you is, can you, from your perspective, tell me the story about how that dresser got into our apartment? Yes, I can. Um, So we need new furniture for this very large apartment. We're very lucky. We have a lot of space. But with that, you have to get things that fill up the space. And I'm not trying to say I'm like an amazing interior designer or anything that I'm not, but I have an understanding of scale, I think. And I know that we need big pieces of furniture to fill this big place. So I wanted to get something big and I had showed you this, shown you this dresser mm-hmm. and, and I was like so excited because I was like, this is, I think he wanted a kind of lighter brown um, furniture and we needed something for that wall and it's kind of funky. I thought you would like it. So I showed it to you and you hated it. I you, really didn't like it. You thought it looked like it was a, a prop, right? I saw that dresser and I honestly felt dark energy. No, you didn't. So that's, this is, okay. So we need to talk about this because that is a complete lie. You did not feel dark energy. You simply thought that it looked like it was a set piece. It has kind of like an intricate herringbone um, uh, inlay on one of the drawers. Um, And there's like little keys that you can use to lock the different drawers as well. So it kind of has, it does. It looks like it might be from the movie Clue or something. It could be in that mansion. Would you say the movie Clue has dark energy? Would you? I don't know if I've actually ever seen the movie. I've honestly never seen it either. I don't think it's not. (laughs) I've never seen the movie, but I feel like dark energy from that movie. It's but fun energy, but it's it's kind of funky. It has it looks cool. I think it looks cool. So anyway, also when we moved, you had said that I could be in charge of the apartment, and somebody actually told you. Asa told me during our session. Asa told me that he felt energy that you needed to be in control of decorating the apartment and I could have the outdoor space. Right. And I, and I think I've done an okay job of that. I've let you just do the outdoor thing, choose the plants and you're you in charge. Yeah, it's good. And I think you love what I do inside too. So I do, it's but all great. when you showed me the dresser online, okay. what did I say? Cause we decided it like has it. to be, like it. it has to be a dual decision to get things. It has to be like, it's not like if I hate something, you're not going to do it, but you are leading this, this charge. I was also just thinking that you would like it when you saw it. And I think it will fill up the space. So, <laughs> so then you were like, wait, I don't love it. And you were but then you, but you kept looking at it, uh-huh. and maybe five minutes later, you go, you know what, IL, which in Mike speak is, I love it. Um, That's the truth. And because it, I, I think when you saw it, you got the vibe that I had gotten that it was kind of funky and like, is kind of a statement piece. So it was a statement piece, and the statement it made is, I have dark energy, and I can't believe Andrew purchased me without Mike agreeing to it. But nonetheless, it was now living in our space and I did not L. So as you can tell, Andrew and I were not seeing super eye to eye on what this was and how we were curating our space, which is why when Michelle Brock, my good friend and past life regression therapist from episode three, recommended that I meet with her friend, an intuitive interior designer and fellow ginger, I said, yes, bitch. So I connected with Alana Kilkenny 
an incredible intuitive counselor and sacred space designer to ask her advice on our apartment and how to rid our imposter dresser of this bad end. You kind of your focus right in this yeah. world and how we got connected through Michelle yeah. who knew I was moving and was like, you have to chat. Um, you became known in this world as a sacred spatial healer. Yeah. As a sacred space healer, a sacred space designer. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So tell yeah. me, cause also some of our listeners are like, what okay, is what is going on here? Right. Tell us, tell us what that is and how, and how that works. Right. So one of the first blocks, sometimes when people hear that, I want to say what it's not, it's mm-hmm. not when I say sacred space, I don't necessarily have any religious connotation with that. Um, even though sacred space can take on that. Um, but like anything else, the way I think of sacred space has to do with um, imbuing your home with heart and soul and with meaning. And a lot of that has to do with looking at your home and your space through both symbolic eyes and intuitive eyes. And what does that mean? Well, when we drill down to what that means, it means looking at your home and saying very simply, is your home nourishing you? And what kind of narratives and stories is it reflecting back to you? Often it tells you many different stories. Some of the stories might not fit you anymore, might be uncomfortable, might Mm -hmm. be dragging you down and might still even be comfortable because that's what love is meant to you or that's the stories you've been living for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of it is, is seeing not only the interior design of your home and the actual design elements of your home through that eyes, but the overall feeling and the overall energy. And part of that even has to do with the space itself, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's a house or an apartment, there's usually predecessor energy or just energy of the, even of the neighborhood or the space around it. And looking to see, you know, a lot of what I do with clients is I, I will first tune in to the home and see what's the story of the home and how is it dovetailing with the story of the person. A lot of time, you know, even, you know, in the more woo-woo end of things, if somebody's going to bring me in for a space clearing or a blessing, almost always it's not that the place is necessarily haunted. It's mm-hmm. that there's a story or something that's being telegraphed in the space that is rubbing against the story or narrative of the person. And usually there's a gift in that in terms of what's ready to change or evolve. And before I asked Alana about the dresser, its energy, and Andrew's online furniture shopping habits, I asked her to share a story about one of her most interesting clients and how she was able to tap in to really help them. And she told me, which means she's going to tell you. So many years ago, actually, more towards the beginning of when I started doing this work, uh, I was hired to work with this man who had this beautiful apartment in New York City. When I first walked in to his apartment, um, at first I was a little nervous because I thought, oh, my God, this place looks photo ready. I I almost thought that he thought a magazine was coming to shoot. (laughs) It, It looked perfect. And then the word perfect actually started becoming more ominous as I was tuning in to the space. And I said, oh, it's so perfect. All of a sudden, almost like that which was in background started becoming in foreground, right? And so I started looking through the eyes of what's wrong with the perfection of this. And I started noticing the artwork. Had these really oversized art pieces that did look very expensive, you know, like gallery pieces. And they did have something in common, as varied as they were. And they were almost all of people. None of these people looked happy. Um, often quite oppressive in the feeling. And his bedroom, um, both over his bed actually was this piece that was people literally staring at you kind of disapprovingly. And as we started drilling down, I started looking at his story, just getting the psychic kind of reading of the story. He had had a father that was really verbally abusive, who was still alive, very dictatorial, very much somebody who um, had a lot of control over this man's psyche. And... And very much somebody who was always kind of looking over his shoulder and telling him what to do or that he was never good enough. But as we started talking more, it became clear he was really lonely. And he, you know, almost reluctantly had said, you know, 
almost embarrassingly that he just didn't feel like he was getting the kind of relationships that really felt like home to him that felt and it was interesting to use that word home to him and when we we talked more about it he had a he had a pattern of being very controlling um in his life being really coming out of fear and feeling like not comfortable with lack of control um he was very scared of being hurt so without even realizing it his energy could feel very offish and kind of off-putting which even the space you kind of didn't want to sit anywhere because you felt like you would ruin it a lot of the chairs while beautiful weren't very comfortable um now can your home completely shift that person and vice versa well vice versa i would say the process of making different choices is what ended up helping him. So what we started looking at was not only reframing some of the pieces, because you don't necessarily just get rid of everything, because that's also like getting rid of a whole piece of you. And that's also kind of like repression, right? Saying, oh, wait, that doesn't work for me anymore. I'm going to get rid of it. Well, that's still going to linger in you. So part of it's just understanding that love to him still had to do with somebody judging him, still had to do with somebody not being kind. So already that was at odds with what he wanted. Um, and then the other piece was he had, he realized, you know, relationships are messy. So even with him, we did realize even his drawers were perfect. And he had a tendency more to get rid of things than to keep things and not be very nostalgic. So we had to have more of a messy draw um, for him. And it was really uncomfortable for him. But it was about getting used to mess. If you can't get used to even a messy drawer, how are you going to get used to even like a messy relationship? And it became symbolic. Like as you're dealing with the mess of this drawer, welcome in. Life isn't perfect. People are imperfect. Eventually, you know, through this process, he did say, you know, he ended up getting married. He ended up like finding like the love of his life. And no, it wasn't necessarily overnight because life doesn't always happen that way. So I want to tell you it doesn't. He used to have all these women in his life that ended up really just judging him or cheating on him or not really feeling a, a really deep connection. But a lot of that was coming from that's what love was to him. So he kept on choosing it. And if you start noticing those things in your home, you can start noticing that in your life and make different choices. And that's the practical magic. So after hearing that story, I was like, babe, Alana, you need to come over to the apartment and see the space and help clear this bad end stressor. But here's the deal. When I first told her about the situation, she intuitively picked up on the energy that Andrew might not be super keen to having her in the space, knowing it might have been more of a one-sided job just being for me. And since she's good at her job and wants to make sure that both people are on board, she recommended that we chat in person, but not in the space. And as you guys know, my listeners, when a psychic tells me to do something, oh, bish, I listen. Carol, my spirit guides have a message for you. Just kidding. They had nothing to do with this, but I genuinely want to let you know about some of my fave new things that have made my life and sleep habits a bit more chill and vibe worthy in the past year. CBD products from our season three presenting sponsor, the iconic Happy Buddha Hemp. I've been truly obsessed with the full spectrum CBD gummies for a while now. And I gotta say, sleeping through the night is an absolute vibe. It's made me more alert during the day and brought my general anxiety to an all time low, which is a vibe. If you haven't tried CBD products before, don't fret, Carol. I was also a noob when I tried Happy Buddha Hemp products and I quickly found the perfect dose for me. I recommend starting with the gummies and taking half of one 30 minutes before bed and see how it feels. The next night, do the same amount or go even further to really connect with your subconscious in the dream world. I can confidently tell you that I have tried and love all of the HBH products, which is why I literally asked them to sponsor my podcast. I know. 
It's sick. So if you want to get in on the CBD life, head over to happybuddahemp.com and use the code BEYOND for 30% off. Again, it's 30% off at happybuddahemp.com using the code BEYOND. This works for all of the products, Carol. So go ham and have a good day. (laughs) But before I could get to her advice, I want to check in with Andrew about her intuition. So we have this thing with the dresser and Michelle, who you know, PL, past lives. Michelle Brock. Michelle Brock. We love Michelle Brock. Um, She connected me with just kind of universally at the literally out of nowhere, emailed me and introed me to a spatial, um, a sacred space designer or a spatial healer, um, Alana. And I connected with her and I was like, interesting that Michelle connected us. It might be the universe because there's this dresser situation and we are Mm -hmm. putting our apartment together. So my question to you is, I did have a phone call with her and she said, she literally goes, oh, I feel the energy that your partner doesn't want me in the space. I mean, I don't completely disagree with that. I think it's a little, you know, I I don't know what she would have said. I, because I think that from that situation, she was on your side. Mm -hmm. Like you were the one who was interested in her. You would be the one to hire her. Therefore, she would side with you and she would be more inclined to find an energy where there might not actually be anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think the cards were stacked against me. So yeah, I think there's a sense that I wouldn't want her here, but also, sorry, babe. I just, I'm like, I think I know what's good for the apartment and I live here and I can feel energy and I can feel things and I feel fine. And you you say that you don't feel fine, but actually, I think you do feel fine. I think you've had some nightmares well, that are not associated with the dresser. Wow. Okay. So, Alana was right, and Andrew thinks I'm making this up, which is not cool because I'm not. And just so you know why I'm not overreacting, I'm going to tell you about the nightmare I had the week this dresser arrived. And Andrew thinks it's not related to the dresser. And I'm like, babe... It absolutely is. And I think you will agree with me. So I'm going to share this nightmare with you in three, two, now. So it's 3 a.m. A night during the first week that this dresser was in our apartment. And I shoot up in bed out of nowhere. And I wake up feeling like there's some presence in our apartment. And I usually sleep through the night unless I have to go to the bathroom. But I didn't have to go to the bathroom. I just woke up. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? And so I felt like there was this dark presence in the living room, standing kind of across from the dresser, looking into the bedroom. So I went to the bathroom to make myself feel more confident that I was safe and sound in my apartment. So I went to the bathroom, didn't see anything, but felt weird walking past this dresser. I just felt like I had to like rush by it because someone was going to pop out or it was going to, I don't know, eat me alive. It's also 3 a.m. and I'm spooked, so I'm thinking worst case scenario, right? This is this is a demon and it's going to kill me. So I fall back asleep and I'm instantly in this freaky ass dream. I look down at my body and I am this little girl 
wearing this like frilly cutesy dress like early 19th century and I'm in a chair and I know that I'm in trouble and I'm like oh I just got reprimanded someone's pissed at me but I'm sitting in this small child's chair next to a large dresser and I was like why am I here what's going on and I knew that I was in trouble and then I look at this dresser and I'm like, oh, this is the dresser that's currently in our living room. I just recognized it. Almost like in a dream when you see a person and you're like, oh, that's my mom. Even if it didn't look like your mom, you're like, that's my mom. So this dresser was my mom. So this dresser was the dresser. And then out of nowhere, I start getting tightness in my throat. And I realize as this little girl, I'm sitting there and I'm being choked. I'm a little girl and I'm being choked next to this dresser and I'm feeling dark twisted energy and I'm looking out trying to be like help me help me and I look out into this dark fog of like nothingness and no one is there to help me and I'm just choking and then all of a sudden I wake up and I was like oh fuck and I take a deep breath and I went into the living room again to look at the dresser and be like girl you gotta get out of here And then I go back to bed. I don't wake up Andrew because I know he has trouble sleeping. And the next day I told Andrew this story. And Andrew (laughs) has a different interpretation of this dream. This story has morphed over time. What actually happened was he was just asleep in bed. He had a, a nightmare. And then he woke up. What's funny is I can't help but notice that... Number one, a nightmare could be related to literally anything. We were going through a stressful time with like life anyway, so it could have been related to something else. But also, there was another dresser that came into our apartment on the same day. And the dresser in question so you think here... the West Elm is haunted? It's... Yeah, it's the dresser that's in the bedroom. The other dresser is in the living room. It doesn't... So, you, hold on, because I don't know this. You think... The West Elm dresser is has dark energy. I know you did. No, but I don't think. Didn't... I don't think. I don't think anything has dark energy. What I'm trying to do is point out that your just quick assumption. You try to label things as like, oh, I have a certain feeling, therefore it has to support this crazy idea I have. <laughs> Instead of I have a feeling, and then you know what? Maybe it just I'm a human being who has feelings, or I'm a human being who has nightmares. But instead, you decide to map it onto a, a story. You wanted to create this narrative, and so, and you wanted me to be the bad guy, and it was convenient for you. You honestly sound like Carol in the reunion. I know of you're, you're absolutely. You honestly, sound like Carol. You have this narrative, and I don't disagree. But also for those people who watched the reunion, if you're not Team Carol. You're Team Bethany. And are you Bethany? I'm, I don't want to be Bethany. Well, exactly. So, <laughs> which side are you on? The idea that you believe that the dresser is haunted and has energy and has, is, has a spirit surrounding it is not real. Okay. To you. To, I guess to me. To but you. also, like... We all have you, a human experience. You think that everything is... You think... It, so, we put a, a, a mirror next to it and you forgot that the mirror was there and one night it spooked you because you saw your own reflection, and that just added fuel to the fire that this was a haunted dresser. When actually you just forgot that there was a mirror next to no, it. No, you're uh, now you're painting me to be like a dog. I seem like a dog. What do you mean you like just, a dog? Like a, I seem like a dumb dog. 
When you describe me of like being shocked by your reflection, I sound like a dumb dog. Yeah, but that's, you did do that. I did. You're right. I did. You know what? I did. Wow. Andrew really makes me sound like a nutcase. And you know what? I'm fine with most things, but the thing I take real offense to is him comparing me to Bethany on Real Housewives of New York, okay? Because if anything, I'm a Ramona. Because like a fine wine, I get better with time. Anyway, as you can tell, this dresser situation was maybe repressing some real issues we were having putting our space together. And because I know it was a real problem, I had to ask Alana about it because I felt the energy like she would be able to help the situation, even if she couldn't physically be in our space. I want to show you a picture of something that I think is a problem. Okay. This is an issue. Okay. Um, It's a dresser that I believe is haunted or has some fucked up energy. I had a weird dream nightmare (laughs) where I was. This is real. I was a little girl sitting next to a mahogany, this dresser. Right. Choking. Right. So a few things without even having to look at the picture. Okay, great. Because I haven't even showed a lot of the picture yet. But Um, so a few things on that. So and then I also want to broaden it a little bit for people because, you know, especially nowadays when we're we're getting into more recycling and, you know, having more consciousness in terms of what we bring in our home. And it's not always about bringing in new things. And also, you know, some vintage things aren't fucking cool and wonderful. (laughs) Um, The thing that you do have to pay attention to is, though, how you feel around these objects, because if you think about it, a lot of these objects that are thrift stores or things that you bring home have lived a life, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been in other people's homes. They've had different narratives. Different things have happened around it. Um, and I would say to you on a certain level that pieces kind of absorb energy. Now, that's the caveat I'm going to say to this. It's only kind of as powerful as your own narrative and your own story is to it. So I think... Part of I'm going to talk about the nightmare. (laughs) My narrative is pretty strong. And so part of it's going to be the nightmare I'm going to talk about. But part of it is also um, also the way that it came into your home Mm -hmm. plays a part. So it's a few things. It's how it came into your home and the conversation in terms of how that happened. Um, Your own energy around it, um, dovetailing with the energy of the space. Um, And and also having to do with like. Let's just debunk this. There's very few homes or pieces that are truly what we would call as like woo woo haunted. Uh-huh. And I know this is now almost like, you know, um, like very few Annabellas. Very few Annabellas. <laughs> and so even when there's uh, energies associated with a space, and yes, there are sometimes people who linger who have passed in spaces or come along with an object. Um, it's usually not this like terrible, terrifying ghost story. There's usually some kind of message and almost always, not always, something that's trying to be communicated directly to you because of something having to do with your own narrative. So in this case, you know, you don't need to be a psychic to say part of the conversation as you're coming together as a couple in a space has to do with how you negotiate, not just what comes into the space, but how you communicate um, in terms of what you say yes to and what you say no to. So mm-hmm. I think part of what didn't feel great was you said no. And he had asked you and it doesn't mean that, Oh, boo hiss, you know, Andrew, <laughs> you know, it, no, but it, also boo hiss Andrew. But, but <laughs> like, also like, what was that about? Totally. You know, and is he not feeling comfortable in there? Uh-huh. You know, is there some like you power, guys, dynamic, power dynamic? He's like, I actually just got it. So yeah. And mm-hmm. that could be really human if we go underneath that. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to not necessarily psychoanalyze like Andrew, but even say often underneath that is someone really 
even unconsciously needing to feel comfortable about something and trying to assert that because maybe feeling like even coming together in a relationship, not just in a home, mm-hmm. is a taking away of some of that ownership or power. Um, and a lot of it's often really unconscious and, and feels really innocent. The other part of it is you did have an initial reaction when you saw it. And mm-hmm. often our initial reactions do tell us information. Mm-hmm. So there's a story coming off the piece. There's a story coming off you. There's some unconscious stuff, I think, in the nightmare, even having to do with kind of not feeling heard by Andrew and yeah, kind I of mean, like the idea is like your your throat your chakra ch- being is like being choked. choked. You're not able to communicate. communicate. If you're going to clear some of the energy, regardless of what you do with it, I would still try to clear it. You might want to just speak to what this piece means to you and how it makes you feel and then ask spirit to kind of help heal whatever needs to be healed from its own history. So you like know, having a conversation with this the object. With the object yeah. and expressing maybe my trepidation trepidation just kind of like being open about that and also a conversation with andrew um like how did it make you feel when you mm -hmm. woke up to that and and ask him like not an accusatory way like like he might just be like oh i don't know i really didn't get much thought of it but have him maybe do a little thinking about was there some passive aggressiveness in it or was there some fear in it Mm -hmm. just what was that about and then just also a conversation you don't have to like figure it out as a rule but like going forward does that work for you that Mm -hmm. way of doing things and how does, what kind of, what is freedom in terms of choosing things, not just in the apartment, but in the relationship mean to both of you? That makes sense. And that's definitely something I can do. And I can yeah. record the conversation. You probably won't hear the dresser. You will hear me talking, <laughs> but I'm, I'm totally down to have a conversation with my dresser. And just ask, you know, this space is my home. And it, really the only energy that's welcome here is energy that, you know, nourishes us as in a high vibration. Mm-hmm. And we respectfully ask that you leave. Um, and whatever it is that you need to heal, I always kind of look at it as, you know, even if you're dealing with <laughs> dealt with a difficult client or a difficult mm-hmm. person in your life, you want to have, you know, if this was like a recipe, one part, good boundaries, always lead with that, but with open heartness saying whatever help that you need with healing, it's not going to come through me. I ask for whatever energy will help you heal to heal. Totally. Um, and see what happens. So. Alana's a gem and very good energy and one of my favorite gingers. And even though she didn't physically walk around my space, she had some great advice. And I really felt like she picked up on some traits about me, Andrew, our relationship, and how that played a role in curating our space. So I sat back down with Andrew in our apartment, the scene of the antique crime, after this session to see if we could chat about the dresser, how it got into our home, and most importantly, see if he would be on board to speak to the dresser. And release that bad energy back to furniture hell, or as I like to call it, Raymore and Flanagan. Okay, so, so I'm recording this just so you know. <laughs> I know. Um, so I met with uh, Alana, and I think she was really great. Um, I think she said a lot of interesting things, but I just kind of want to go over uh, what she said with you. With how, how can she assess the space if she wasn't here? That's a good question. She looked at pictures and she kind of like picked up on my energy of what the space was. Okay. Okay. So she, she said a lot of like interesting things about the space and putting like our love into it together. And I think she kind of... Like we need to put our love into it or we have already put our love into it? We have, but we also need to continue to put our love into it. Okay. Um, which I totally agree with. And I also told her what we're doing with the living room, how we're redesigning it and putting like our lights in and everything like that. Um, 
But in regards to the dresser, she told me that one, we should talk about like, which we kind of already have, like why, why it could have caused some trauma or like that dream, which could have been the lack of communication about the dresser. Okay. Um, and then she thinks that I should do a, um, uh, basically like a little cleansing slash little exorcism of the dresser by having a conversation with the dresser and telling the dresser all the things I want and I want the bad energy to leave. Do we love that? Do you feel powerful enough to be able to do that? What do you mean? Like, I don't have the power yeah. to do that? Like, don't people, like, have, they're born with powers to be able to exercise spirits? Do you feel like you have that, that power? I feel attacked because you know I have power. I don't, I, what? <laughs> okay. like, what are you talking about? I that mean, I don't have power. I have I have power. I mean, I don't know what I'm talking power. about. I'm saying like, like I have power. Like I can I can like I can give the energy. I can feel it, and I can say stuff to this dresser, so the negative energy will be gone. And I'm honestly going to be very honest with you. I do now that it's been there a while. I do think it's super cute. Thank you. You're welcome. I meant to be the cover art for um, the podcast. Should well, just be the dresser. And no, it is me sitting on top of it. Maybe we'll do a new draft. <laughs> Maybe I'll call Joe and Alex. Yeah. Um, but how do you feel about me doing this? Am I involved? If you want to be. I would, <sighs> I would love, honestly. Why? Because I think out of respect and love for me, I think for you to be right. a part of it would be really nice. But, like, why? But, okay, for sure, sure. Okay. You can say whatever you want to, fine. It, okay, just fine, to be a part fine, of it fine, with fine, me. Fine, 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 fine. You're right, because I bought the dresser without telling you. <laughs> so, yes. And if this is going to make you feel better and not hate on it so much, um, sure. With Andrew on board, we lit some sage, surrounded the dresser with our bodies, made a half witch's circle, and babe, we did a ritual. Okay. 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 So I'm burning the sage. Here we go. Um, where's the smoke alarm in here? Right oh, there? Okay. It doesn't smoke very much, does it? Uh, I don't know. Okay. So there it goes. Great. Sage is lit. Uh, let's maybe, we should hold this together. It should be collective. <laughs> okay. Okay, so we do this. Wait, okay. Okay. We'll Am I holding it. with you or not? Yes. Okay. So a circle, maybe we go clockwise, that's more lovely. Okay, clockwise, around. Circle, circle, circle dot, dot, dot. Now, now I have the cootie shot. Okay, I'll let you have that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and we do one cross, one, one cross, because if Jesus is real, we want him on our side. <laughs> okay. Now we just say things to the dresser that we want. Mm -hmm. um, uh, dresser, I want to thank you for your presence in our home and I want to welcome good energy and light from henceforth and I want to ask that any negative energy that you have or dark spirits or memories from the past I want to say they are not needed here and we do not want that energy here and we ask you to leave you well turn. said but you got um, 
Wait, so am I, I'm telling this, am I talking to the spirit or am I talking to the dresser? I think the dresser is the spirit. Oh, so no, that can't be true. It well, has to be the- Keep the, it going, keep it going. Well, okay, well, um, the, um, <laughs> hi, I'm Andrew, your <laughs> owner. Um, it's great that you're here, but you actually can't be here anymore. That's good. Um, you're evicted. And because I'm the owner and you didn't actually sign the lease, I have. Babe, um, what? Being like nice about it. You don't want to be contentious. Oh, I, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, I think logic is nice. So that was just trying to be logical. Um, okay, so thank you so much for the energy you've added to our space. But like right now we don't need it anymore. So um, you are free to leave. And actually we would, we'd prefer if you left. Um, and we wish you the best of luck um, on your future endeavors. And we bless you with love and we wish you well on your journey, any negative energy. And now we say goodbye together. <laughs> Ready? Okay. We say goodbye nicely, like we're in a musical. Ready? Good goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, once or twice. And three times. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> Dating you is so weird. <laughs> it's so, it's honestly so strange. But I have a question for you. I have a real question oh, for you. The answer is no. I can no, tell I you have already. a real question for you, Andrew. What? Is it fun? Exactly. <laughs> so the answer was no. I knew what you were, you were going to say, is it fun? Do you love? And I was ready for the no before you even had the question ready. Okay. But it's, is it not fun for you? Uh, Come on, it's a Friday night at 8.15. There's no place this I'd rather be on a Friday at 8.15 than exercising the spirit of a dresser. Well, thank you. Honestly, thank you for doing this. I really do appreciate it. And I will tell you, automatically, I already love it. I feel good. You feel? Okay. Glad to help. Okay. Let's all collectively give a round of applause to Andrew for being a good sport and for helping me kick the bad end out of the nasty dresser. The cute, but nasty dresser. And I have to tell you guys, it worked. I have not had one of those nightmares since, and the space is feeling much better and also cuter. And Alana is such a gem and super kind and was incredibly helpful. And if you guys want to work with her, her information will be in the episode description. Now, I think the biggest lesson here was something she tapped into from literally the first time we spoke. The dresser situation was actually about the way Andrew and I were communicating in regards to our space. And whether the dream was a memory of the dresser or my subconscious telling me to be more assertive about how I feel in our space, Alana really nailed it. And her suggestion about chatting with Andrew and doing something together really made me feel much more comfortable. And I think the real takeaway here is that even though it might feel super silly to speak to a piece of furniture or ask your partner to do so with you, your intentions in your space and the way that you communicate with it, whether out loud or internal, is super important. That and the people you curate your space with are your collaborators. After this ceremony, I think Andrew and I started communicating much more honestly about our space. We got a sectional that we designed together. I have a sectional and I've never felt more like an adult. We got a rug and we returned it together. And everything we're doing now feels like a collaboration, which proves that our space is sacred and ours together, which is really a reflection of us. And babe, I love that. 
And because Andrew is such a good sport and a great partner, I wanted him to have the last word on this episode. So here is Andrew having the last word on our episode. But wait, guys, next week, the episode of Beyond is about astrology and the return to Saturn. And I'm really excited. And please, if you're loving the pod, send it to friends, rate and review. And now here is Andrew. All right, I have a soundbite. <laughs> Mike can say whatever he wants, but I'm 100% in charge. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.